What is up, everyone? And welcome back to another amazing episode of the Feeling Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, like always, Cindy Montoya. And if this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome to the show. And if you're back for even more, without further ado, let's get straight into today's episode. So I've been away. I took a little break. I went on vacation for two weeks. Um, I got to travel Europe and a big shout out goes to my parents for making that entire trip happen. It was so much fun. I had an amazing time, but I'm back. I'm back in Miami. I'm back in my routine. I just started school this week, today actually, as I'm recording this. And um, I'm excited to get back into the groove, back to podcasting. So today's episode, I am so excited to share my entire European adventure that I was gone for two weeks. So let's get straight into today's episode. So I left Miami August 31st. Um, We left from Miami International Airport to Barcelona as our first stop. The airplane ride was extremely interesting. So before we actually got onto the airplane, we had stopped at a little restaurant that's right next to our um, airplane gate. So the, the restaurant's inside the airport. I have like really bad anxiety so the whole time we were like trying to get through TSA like checking in our bags and everything I was always panicking that I was we we're gonna miss the the plane and we we're gonna not be able to go on our trip on time and everything was gonna be pushed back because we were running late or whatever so at the at the end of the day we made it on the plane just on time and I don't know why I was freaking out because we were there four hours earlier because we are a Latino family and you always get to the airport four hours earlier than your flight's supposed to be. That is just, th- those are the rules. That's it. That's common sense. You get to the fo- to the airport four hours earlier than you're supposed to be. So we get to the restaurant and I was like, okay, you know what? I need a little drink. I need to calm down. I need to breathe. I need to chill out. So the waiter goes to me, like, oh, like, what do you got to have a drink? I was like, listen, a gin and tonic, make it Hendrix with Hendrix and uh, put like a little lime on it. And that's it. She's like, OK. So my mom orders one, too. She's like, oh, I, I, she's like, I've never had it like that. I was like, yeah, girl, get them. They're really good. My best friend put me on. So then her best friend also orders a, a gin and tonic. So we're all there. And I was like, yeah, we're vibing. The gin and tonic was really strong. I only ordered one. My mom and her best friend ordered two. I don't know how they did that because it was a really strong drink so whatever i i drank my gin and tonic i was happy i was going to europe i was also happy because my school semester had ended the day before our trip so i was like oh perfect great time to celebrate have a little gin and tonic chill the chill out a little bit and breathe before hopping onto the airplane so we finally get on the airplane everything's we went through the hassle of putting on our carry-on bags like at the top of the airplane and whatever so we were finally sat down it was an hour it was it was supposed to be a nine hour flight so i was like i can't sleep well in places that aren't my bed so i was like okay i'll take a melatonin and my mom also said wait can you give me a melatonin too i was like sure girl the more the merrier so i i passed her a melatonin i think they're like 10 milligram uh melatonin so i was like okay here have one the melatonin didn't work and i think there i think the reason why the melatonin didn't work is because i think the bottle itself was like badly made because i've had that brand before and i've had that dosage before and it, it just never tasted like it's supposed to taste so 
usually the the little chewy tablets they taste sweet and they taste good like it doesn't have a weird flavor but the bottle that i had like i was eating it and then i was like mm, i was like it's not supposed to taste this way but i guess it's just like i guess it is what it is so i had one and it didn't really work for me i barely slept on that nine hour flight if i was like sleeping i was kind of like in and out of consciousness my mom on the other hand um apparently was having like not what was it she was saying that like her heart was beating so fast throughout the entire trip like airplane ride that she felt like she could sprint through the aisles because she was like she had a really accelerated heartbeat and she's like what the fuck did you give me and i was like i just gave you a 10 milligram melatonin and she's like no 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 because i feel like i can do a hundred meter dash right now and i was like I was like, girl, maybe you shouldn't take melatonins. She's like, I've had them before. And I was like, okay. So then from that moment on, I threw out that melatonin bottle because I was like, there's definitely something wrong with this. I got a really bad bottle. But whatever. We make it to Barcelona airport. And then my dad decides to let us know because we got to the airport, I want to say like at seven in the morning um, in Barcelona time. And my dad, as we're like picking up our bags, oh, we can't check in to our Airbnb till 3 p.m mind you we were so jet lagged and we were super tired and i was like bro what do you mean we can't check in into our airbnb till 3 p.m and he's like yeah and i was like okay so what are we gonna do with our luggages and he's like well you can there's like a little hostel in in barcelona that you can go ahead and just drop off your your bags if your hotel isn't ready or if your airbnb isn't ready so we're, so we went we did a whole little trip to go drop off our bags for like four hours until we had to pick them up again which is super convenient so tip number one if the time that you arrive to the airport of your destination is super far from the time that you're supposed to check into your hotel or your Airbnb, check around the areas because there's some places that will take care of your um like your luggage and your carry-ons for like a certain amount of hours until you can actually check into your hotel and your Airbnb. so that's tip number one i think the place that we um use is called like baggage nanny so it's a perfect name um so yeah tip number one if you don't know where to put your bags leave it with the baggage nanny so i'm recording in my house this is why there's a lot of like feedback but it is what it is so we we get to barcelona we go to the baggage nanny and i was like i'm freaking starving because i didn't eat anything um but like we did eat something on the airplane but it was like an hour after we like boarded so i was like super hungry so he's like okay yeah let's let's go eat and we had the most phenomenal breakfast um they had like this black waffle like it was the color black i was like it's like charcoal based waffle i don't know what it was but it was delicious and the waffle was sweet it had eggs on top it was like a sweet and savory mix and that wasn't even my food that was my mom's food i was like but give me some of that i think i had something what did i oh i had a salmon bagel with cream cheese and that was also very delicious i tore that up at this point though I'm extremely tired. I already had a Red Bull. I also had a mimosa. I just ate like basically two plates of food. And I'm still super jet lagged because, mind you, I did not sleep. And my dad's like, yeah, we have like another four hours until we can actually like go into the Airbnb. And I was like, oh my God. I was like counting my blessings. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then we totally forgot that we also have a, a party 
that night at the W Hotel in Barcelona. And I was like, bro, I was like, and what time is this party supposed to be at? He's like, oh, it's at 8 p.m. And I was like, so I only get like an hour of sleep when we clock in, to, not clock in, when we check into the Airbnb. It's like, basically, and you guys need to like hurry the fuck up when you're getting ready. So whatever. We we finally make it to Airbnb. Airbnb is amazing. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. We had a pretty cool view of everything and it was like kind of in the middle. It was like in the perfect location because like the taxis and the Ubers and stuff, it wasn't um far from like a lot of the places that we we're like eating at or we wanted to see, like the Barceloneta and all of that. So we get to the W Hotel. We were running late and they were kind of giving us issues on trying to get into the little wet deck party because my parents had ordered a table and with like bottle service and everything, but they were giving us a, an issue. But they helped us out. We got in and it was a great time. I made a new friend um, at the, the W party and it was a it was an awesome time if you guys ever hear about the wet decks party at the w at barcelona highly 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 recommend going it's a very fun time the only thing i will add though is that they didn't play any reggaeton they played one bad bunny song i think they played el apagón they played it once and you can barely hear any of the lyrics it, it was more like house music i want to say that they played which is cool but after a while the tiki tiki house music is is not a vibe for me i was like no i need some bad bunny i need it like asap like right now and then they played the bad bunny the apagon song and i went absolutely bad bad shit crazy but that was the wet deck party um then also in barcelona we went to costa brava which is i want to say it was like an it, it was two hours away from barcelona um so we went my dad rented a little uh, car and we drove over there and it was absolutely beautiful. The water was amazing. It was crystal freaking clear. It was super blue. Um, and we like we had rented, we not rented a boat, but we bought tickets for the, this boat party kind of. And it was it was a lot of fun. For some reason, there was a lot of Italians there, but apparently it's because they all go on vacation at that time. So it it was basically an Italian party. I think I met more Italian people at in Barcelona than like actual Spaniards themselves. Um, but other than that, they were a vibe. I, everyone was living it up. So on the boat, you can jump from like this little deck that they have. At first, I didn't want to jump in because I was like, my hair is done and I don't want to wet it. But then I was like, you know what? I'll just book a a hair appointment for the the following day, which I ended up doing anyways. So I was like, okay, I'm going to jump. So as I'm about to, this is on video, which I'll share with you guys on my Instagram. Um, I'll put it as a story because I don't want that permanently on my page. But basically, I'm getting ready to jump. And my dad's like, wait, I'm not recording as I'm literally running. So I had to like put on the brakes and I was like, okay. And as I put on the brakes, I kind of see how like big this jump's going to be. So I was like, hmm, okay. I was like, I was like, we're a little high up from the water but i ran i jumped i originally was planning to dive but i don't know what happened mid jump that i completely belly flopped into the ocean and that was one of the worst pains i felt in a while um the video i i don't know if i want to share the video anymore because it was a really bad jump it was a very bad landing and it hurt a lot 
I'll think about it. But just just imagine Cindy in a blue bikini about to run up and take this dive. And then mid dive, she decides to chicken out and doesn't know what to do and ends up belly flopping into the middle of the ocean. And everyone's because all I hear in the background. ooh, Like, ooh. That was a really bad jump as she landed really bad. And everyone was doing like kick flips and they were like doing cannonballs and they were like flipping backwards off the off the deck into the water. And then comes me. Belly flops completely into the ocean. But whatever, we we had a great time. I drank a lot of wine in Spain, as one should. I ate amazing paella. I ate a paella that was that had duck. I had duck before, um, but the duck that they served with a paella was absolutely amazing. Chef's freaking kiss. It was hands down the best paella that I've had. And I've had a lot because paella is amazing. So Barcelona was an amazing time. What else did we do in Barcelona? Um, we went to Costa Brava. We did the W party. We did a food and tapas tour which was really good we got a little flavor of everything but i will say the last like tapas rest no the second to last tapas restaurant that we ate at they gave us this fish on like a little piece of baguette bread oh my god bro that was the most fishiest fish i've ever tasted i couldn't i couldn't eat it all i was like i was like no i was like this is where i draw the line this this tastes like fish and you may be asking, Cindy, how if it tastes like fish, it's because it's fish. Like, no, it just tasted too fishy and it wasn't enjoyable. And that taste was in my mouth for at least two hours. And I was like, no, nah, I need to eat an ice cream. I need to eat an ice cream right now to get this taste out of my mouth. And I did. And it helped a lot. But we did the food, wine and tapas tour. We went to Costa Brava. We did the party at the W. And we did a little shopping, and it was a great, great time. So Barcelona definitely was a amazing city to go to. I had I had been to Spain before, but I, I the first time I went to Spain, I went to Madrid. Now comparing Madrid to Barcelona, I love Madrid because it's very city oriented. It's very me oriented, but Barcelona does have the beaches, and which made me think. I love Miami because I get the city and I get the beach. Um, but I think if I had to live between Barcelona and Madrid, I would move to Madrid first. I No, I would move to Madrid. And then like in the mean, like when I have like a break, I'd just drive over to the beach, whatever. Have a little beach holiday for myself. So from Barcelona, we go to France. We make it to Paris. It was a two hour flight. Again, did not sleep. But we get to Paris, and when we're at Paris, my dad's like, we we actually had the hotel on time. We literally, we got off the airplane. There was someone waiting for us to take us to our hotel, and we were able to t- check into our hotel the second that we got there. I was like, hallelujah. The only thing was, we couldn't sleep. Uh, like, I couldn't take, like, a, a little power nap, because my dad's like, once you get into that hotel, you gotta get dressed, because we're doing another food tour. I was like, oh my god. So, we're in Paris. Paris, uh, obviously, they speak French. Cindy does not speak French, but my sister had been crushing it in Duolingo, and I, 
like I can I can kind of pick up on on languages like somewhat a little bit quicker than usual for some reason. So I was able to learn a little bit of French, and it honestly really helped and made the Paris experience a lot better. Um, so definitely, if you do decide to go to Paris or any part of France learn a little bit of french they like when you try to speak french to them first even though they'll switch to english super fast if they when they see you struggling but for some reason when you do speak to them in french first um they treat you just a little bit better and honestly i had had a little i had a little dilemma before getting to paris because i had seen in tiktok people were like oh like going to paris like people there are super like um rude and everything the french were like rude and i was like so i was like oh my god is this true listen they're only rude to you if like you're being a total a-hole um and like you don't try to speak french which is which is totally like understandable so me and my sister we were like speaking for the entire family mainly my sister because she did really well with duolingo um so tip number one learn a little bit of french when you're going to france especially if you're going to paris and because it's going to help you it's going to make the trip a lot more enjoyable because people are going to be nicer and they'll help you out so we get to paris um we get into our hotel we check in we get ready we go to the food door by this point already i've consumed a lot of food because i did in barcelona and i was like oh my god i can't do another food tour because i might burst um but we did like a french food tour so we had oysters which were amazing we had like a salty oyster and a sweet oyster then we had falafels too which i thought was like super random because i was like that's not really french but since there are a lot of like immigrants and stuff in paris um falafels were like a really big thing over there and they tasted amazing my mom and the rest of my family didn't like it but i was like shit it was pretty good so we had a falafels, we had oysters, um, we had like, we had like this beef kind of, I, I want to say stew, um, we have something similar that we cook in Miami, but I, I'm not sure what it was, but it was amazing. The only thing is, it was really hot and humid that day because it had rained a little bit, so the beef plate that we ate was just a little too hot for the weather outside, but other than that, it was absolutely delicious, and we had um creme brulee which was mm, 10 out of 10 it was amazing then what else did we do oh yes of course we visit the eiffel tower um my dad gifted my mom a like upgraded wedding ring it was super cute but my dad is like very anti-romantic so he had asked me before um he's like oh should I, where should i give your your mom the new ring and i was like don't be a cliche and do it at the top of the eiffel tower because that's so basic and everyone does that and he's like oh but that's where i was gonna do it i was like no don't be a cliche i was kind of like raining on his parade but it's true like i was like don't my mom deserves better don't do it at the top of the eiffel tower that's the super cliche be original and literally what i told him but this man is very anti-romantic so we were outside of the eiffel tower and he, for, he like we just saw him like start to panic like looking into his little um his little book bag that he was wearing and i was like i was like what is he doing and then he just pulls out the the box that had the ring in it and was like here here's your gift and i was like bro you're not even gonna get down on one knee and he's like no i already did that but she got a new ring and it was absolutely fabulous um and then we got to the top of the eiffel tower and let me tell you the view phenomenal i wish i could live that high up because the view of paris was absolutely amazing 
um after that what did we do i think after the eiffel tower we kind of just had um like a very chill time in paris we went to the louvre then we also went to the palace of versailles which was amazing there were so many rooms it was like filled with gold there was a lot of art in each room so it was awesome to see the louvre was a great time i will have to say though our tour guide did not show us like better pieces in the louvre I think th- there was better pieces in the Louvre that he could have showed us, but he didn't. He wanted to show us like different things, not the basic ones. And I was like, they're basic because they're good. But at one point, I like kind of went away from the group because I was like, listen, I need my selfie with the Mona Lisa and I'm going to get it. So I made this line to go see the Mona Lisa and I pushed every mother effort that was in my way. And I was like, I'm getting this. I'm getting this selfie and I'm not getting a side selfie. No, I want to be straight in the middle and take a bomb selfie with the Mona Lisa and I did um I almost got into a little bit of trouble doing it but you know what she thought she could so she did and what I have my picture with the Mona Lisa I'm super excited um the loop was amazing it's extremely big obviously we couldn't get through everything but I saw um I saw amazing pieces I saw a, what sculpture did I see um i think i saw victory of um god please don't come after me if i don't pronounce this correctly or the title of the statue i want to say it was the victory of athena nike victory of nike of athena something like that it was one of the it's basically the statue that was the inspiration to the nike swoosh symbol so that's the piece that we saw i was like yes finally seeing it in person obviously i got to see the mona lisa i also um saw another da vinci painting which apparently was super super rare to see like multiple da vinci paintings in one museum so we we did that i also in paris got to eat escargots um if you guys don't know what escargots are they're basically like gourmet style snails i know it sounds nasty but it was actually absolutely delicious because the way that they cook it they use like a lot of oil and garlic and um so it just smells so good um from the second that like you hold it up to your face and the taste was even better so even though it is snails I highly recommend trying it if you go to Paris because they can cook it really well and it tastes amazing. In my time in Paris, I ate seven, I want to say six to seven crepes, even though I was only there for four days. So I almost had two crepes per day. I have no, absolutely no regrets because we did so much walking. That is one thing about Europe. You will walk to every single place and it because because it's worth it. The traffic in Europe is is trash it because everything's like one lane the cars are like small and is kind of chaotic i thought miami driving was really bad european driving is chaos absolute chaos so we we basically walked everywhere and i was like you know what i deserve two crepes a day and i did and it was amazing um paris was my top city that we visited out of the other two because it was just it's paris you know what there is a very like paris is um basic and whatever and i was like yeah but it's basic for a reason because it's fucking good i had a great time shout out to all the parisians out there and another thing about the european lifestyle they get to take vacations whenever not whenever they want but um so like they have a parisian uh summer break basically like half of paris isn't 
isn't there because they're on vacation and it's like a collective like known thing even like big corporations and companies like send all their employees away for a month they're like no you guys need like a little break you think we have that here you think we have that here no um i and i like i even like was starting to get frustrated because i couldn't find anything open past 11 a.m and you know i come from miami and miami a lot of things are open past 11 a.m um i mean past 11 p.m excuse me so i was like why isn't anything open right now like i just came out of a club like i want to eat something my dad's like uh because they value like you know actually having fun and like living life not like in the u.s where it's work 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 which i get it gotta make your bread but let's take a little page from the european lifestyle from the eu and you know maybe offer like a monthly a month break for your workers just put throwing it that out there so that is one thing i will say the european lifestyle really had me thinking about my american lifestyle that i have over here but then i was also thinking about my american lifestyle i get ice in my cup when I go to restaurants, there is AC in almost every single room that I walk into. And I will never take that for granted because I, there are some places in Europe that didn't have AC. And it was absolutely annoying because I, I don't like sweating for no reason. And I started feeling sticky. But it's just because Europe is very old. There's some like buildings that like still aren't like modernized or whatever. As long as my hotel had air and it was freezing cold in that room, that's all I cared about. So Paris was a great time. Then from Paris, we took a train all the way to London. So basically this train, obviously London's an island, if you guys didn't know your geography. So we took this train that goes underwater. Um, and then it takes you all the way to London. London. My dear London. What a time to be alive. So London, we only had one tour really planned and it was to go see the Buckingham Palace. And I think that was the only really real tour that we took of London. We saw the Buckingham Palace um, rating six out of ten. I didn't get to see the Queen, obviously. But also you couldn't like take pictures or videos in Buckingham Palace, which I was like, that's kind of whack. Did I sneak some in? Hell yeah. I was like, What? I was like, I'm not missing my chance. So I did. Um, so let me get to, to the real story about London. So the last time that I went out when I was in Europe was the first night in, in Barcelona. We went to the W. And I told everyone, I was like, no, I need to go to a nightclub in Europe and have an amazing time. So Barcelona, we had already gone out. So I was like, okay. Um, and then my mom was like, you're not going out in Paris to go clubbing because one, you don't know the language and two, you don't know the area. And then again, number three, you don't know the language. And I was like, okay, mom, fair enough, fair enough. So I was like, I know the language in London and I got Google Maps. I was like, we're going out. And I told my sister, I was like, come on, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Are you ever going to be able to say that you partied in Europe again? She's like, okay, fine. So she's like, but you, you need to find the, the club we're going to. So I hop on to the best place I know to find new spots. And I was like, okay, let me get on TikTok. I get on TikTok. I'm like, clubs in London. And like, the travel bloggers, amazing. Thank you. Backbone of the society. We're like top, top clubs to go to London. And this one girl posted about the box in Soho. We had happened to be staying in Soho. And I was like, okay, this is perfect. So I was like, 
I, I told my sister, I was like, Ash, look, I found um, this club. It's called The Box. And she's like, okay, let, let's do it. So w- I went to go like look for the direction of The Box. Happened to be two minutes away from the Airbnb that we were staying at. Two minutes walking, I will add. So she's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. And then I was, I was going through the website a little bit more. I was like, oh, you need table reservations. And it's not just a club. It's also a cabaret. And I was like, oh, amazing. I was like, this is my style of clubbing. Love me some cabaret. I already I had seen some in um, Paris because we we went to the Moulin Rouge. So I was like, cool. No worries. Like clubbing in a show. Nothing better than that. So I was like, okay, we got ready. Um, my sister's outfit was bomb absolutely amazing i had a little green leather pantsuit uh thing going on like uh, it was like a two set green leather whatever so we get ready i was like all right let's hit the town we're walking um through soho it's a two minute walk but i will say the area that we were walking through was a little sketchy at night than it than it was during the day so we finally make it to the club and well we make it to the spot that says it's the club and me and my sister like looking around mind you like we probably can tell that we're lost and like we're in this like kind of like little alley with like black walls around it and there's absolutely no sign anywhere that says the box and i was like what like i was like damn we're like wait are we in this right spot and then i see that there's like security like standing next to a door so I go over and he's I was like hey you know where I can find the box he's like yeah you're right here and I was like oh I was like a little secretive I like that and I was like okay and um so he's like oh just wait here by the door and I was like sure so the lady comes out who I guess like checks for reservations and tables and I was like hey do you necessarily need a table reservation to get in she's like yeah you always need a table reservation uh, unless you're on the guest list and i was like um and i was like oh okay never mind then and she's so then she looks me and my sister up and down and she's like all right i guess i can get two girls in for the night so i look at my sister and i was like yes we're going into the box i'm super excited first things first when we get into the box there is drag queens dancing on like the stage and on the tables and i was like this is amazing everyone was voguing they were playing beyonce's new freaking album i was like this is a vibe and a half and i was like fire what's the first thing we do when we get inside the bar inside the club we go straight to the bar we're straight to the bar um the bartender i was like listen gin and tonic make it a double my sister vodka tonic make it a double and they're like oh all of our drinks are double here i was like this is my type of place and then the bartender was so nice enough to give us free shots of tequila and i was like ooh, 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 ooh. we'll go back to that tequila later so we're um we're dancing and everything and then the show starts i will not go into specific details about that show but i will add it's not cabaret I mean, I, I wouldn't consider that cabaret because I had gone to two other cabaret shows and that was far, far, far from cabaret. I saw some shit. I will tell you, I saw some stuff that absolutely blew my mind. I'm a little traumatized. I'm a little shook. Me and my sister kept looking to, at each other with a mouth wide open, just like extremely shook of the things that we saw. Um, I wish I could go into detail, but... For the sake of my podcast and to keep it semi-clean, I cannot. 
But if you go onto Reddit and you type in the box Soho, you can read the reviews because they were there. And and comparing the reviews to my actual experience, my experience was the cleanest one compared to the other reviews that they have on Reddit. So go on Reddit, type in the box Soho reviews and read everything that they leave because then you're going to be like, what type of club did you get into? Till this day, I still don't know. Um, no regrets, but then, so then I'll continue. So the night went on the show, uh, the show finished. Apparently it's a show every 30 minutes. Um, we got there at 11 30, almost no 11 30 ish, almost 12. Basically I had my drink on. Um, I decided to go back and order another drink. The bartenders, uh, were giving us free shots cause they found out that we were from, um, they were part Colombian and whatever. So we, 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 we became friends and we were getting shots and Cindy kept drinking gin and tonics and also taking tequila shots and at one point obviously she's a little she had too much fun and I had lost my phone inside the club I didn't notice until I got back to the Airbnb that I didn't have my phone on me and my dad's like where's your phone and I was like I think I left it at the club I'm not so sure my my gold ring was not on my finger and it's not like a it wasn't like a plated gold no it was like an actual gold ring was no longer on my pinky finger which i'm super sad about um so i don't know exactly how that ring got off my finger but it just wasn't there towards the end of the night and um yeah i got home like at 4 a.m and i did get into a little bit of trouble with my parents because I was not answering my phone because clearly I had lost my phone at one point in the night but I kept my purse on me and I was super excited about that because I had my sister's little designer wallet inside and she was like she was already like ready to kill me she's like you lost my wallet and I was like nah girl I didn't lose my purse so I was like here's your wallet I did lose my phone though but luckily I had my phone my phone had full battery because to add to this uh soho the box london soho experience you couldn't record or take videos at all inside the club um because of their show and like the stuff that you see around the club it's clearly why so i didn't use my i barely touched my phone basically so i had a lot of battery and i was able to see that the my phone was still at the club um through find my iphone but i couldn't so my my dad was a hero and was like oh my god i need to go now walk through this like super sketchy area at six in the morning to go look for cindy's phone when they got there the club was already closed because the club closes at 4 a.m so i was like oh my god like this is it like i'm never gonna see my phone again now i have to like freaking plan out how i'm gonna pay for a brand new iphone so i was like well i was thinking this all like the morning after because during the time that I got home, absolutely no recollection. I literally sat down. Um, I got off FaceTime with my best friend and I knocked out until the next morning. The next morning, like everything hit me and I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, what did I go through last night? But whatever. So I kept seeing that my phone was at the club. And the only thing is that I couldn't get my phone until 11 p.m. Because that's the time the club opens. I hopped onto my computer. I got into my Instagram I was smart enough to uh, friend my the, the bartenders from the club last night and I wrote them a DM. I was like, if you find a black iPhone 13 with a little cat on the on the home screen, that's mine. Please keep it to the side. And they were super nice enough to do that. I got to the club like around 11. No, I got to the club at 1030. I got there a little bit earlier and there was already a security guard out there. And I was like, sir, have you seen an iPhone 13 that's black and has a cat 
in the as the lock screen it's like oh give me a second let me check mans walks out with my phone in hand and could you not i almost shit myself from how happy i was because this is a very rare moment not a lot of people can go come on and say that they lost their phone at a club and were able to get it the next day so super freaking happy i got back my phone i'm like looking through it and i was able to actually get a picture inside the club and um so i was like memories but whatever if you go to London and you're in the Soho area, try to get into the box. Um, I will say it is not for everyone. Please, get, you have to go to the box with a very extremely open mind. You have to keep that in mind. If you go to the box, Soho, have an extremely open mind. It's not for everyone. So if you um, are a person weak of stomach, do not go to the box. Um, London overall... If I had to rate London, actually, I'm not going to rate any of the, the cities because I don't want anyone to come at me. I, I had a good time in London, though. The box was a, a pretty fun time. I, I do know I have some UK listeners out here. If you guys have heard of the box or have gone to the box Soho, shoot me a DM. Let me know about your experience so I can kind of compare it to mine and let me know what you guys think. Uh, London overall was a great experience. However, the only thing that was really disappointing was fish and chips. Personally, I thought the fish and chips at Epcot had a lot of flavor compared to the ones that I actually had. Maybe it was just the pub that we went to that didn't have good fish and chips. But I will say it wasn't that good. Um, Then we also went to Sexy Fish because it was my mom's birthday on August 12th. So we ate at the Sexy Fish in London, which is the original Sexy Fish. But... Comparing the sexy fish that is in London and the sexy fish that is in Miami, the sexy fish in Miami is a lot more appealing and attractive because they have that like super cool, the Miami location has the super cool bathroom that everyone takes pictures at and it's like in a, in a bigger space and everything. Um, overall, I will rate sexy fish a 6 out of 10. Service was like a little bit iffy and whatever and also they didn't have the cool ass bathrooms like they did in Miami but the food was super good. I will say that and so was the dessert. So that was London. Um, London was extremely interesting. Uh, we got to see Buckingham Palace. Um, I got to see the, the horses that like um are like hooked onto the carriage that the queen rides in i got an exclusive crew neck from the harry potter story that they saw there of slytherin and um what else did i do in london yeah we we did that london london was more of the like the the chiller one of the cities that we did because we didn't do much like sightseeing or anything like that so it was very like chill we also had indian food at in london which was really good because they said like highly recommend indian food yeah it was pretty good not gonna lie it was pretty good um so that was london that was paris that was barcelona again let me recap that for you i think my favorite city to visit was paris i had an amazing time i'm hoping 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 to go back mainly to go visit my cousin because she just moved um to paris for school so i'm hoping to pay her a little visit um so paris was a lot of fun Barcelona was a, a, a good time. I made a new friend. I was super excited. I was like, oh, she got friends internationally. Um, London, I had a crazy ass, ass experience, which, you know what? I can sit here and say I got into the box in Soho, and that's not an easy thing to do, apparently. So 
that was my little European adventure. Um, let's run down my tips. If you go to Barcelona, tip number one, try to get into the wet deck party at the W. It is worth it. It's a really good time. And the views from the wet deck party are absolutely amazing. Tip number one. Tip number two, wear comfortable shoes that you can walk in everywhere because um, you have to walk literally everywhere that you are in Europe. It's a it's a walking continent. You walk everywhere. If you're from Miami, please be prepared to walk because in Miami, we don't walk. We drive everywhere. Tip number three, Paris, France, the country France. Learn a little bit of French before going to uh, Paris or any parts of France, especially like greeting people like bonjour, bonsoir, all of that. Um, it helps you out. They really like it. Um, you know, just being very respectful and, and greeting people. Learn a little bit of French. It's going to help you out. Um, tip number, what is this, tip number four or five, eat an escargot when you're in Paris or when you're in France. It's delicious. It's absolutely amazing. Tip number five, try to make it into the box, Soho, London. You won't regret it because it, it was it's definitely a freaking experience. Oh, also, side note about London. London has a Chinatown and it's absolutely amazing. We ate in Chinatown like three times and the food was so delicious. So if you're in London, hit up Chinatown in London. It's freaking awesome. Other than that, that's all I got for you guys today. Just a little European adventure with your host from the Feeling Unstoppable podcast, Cindy Montoya. With that being said, I will see you guys next Monday. Peace the fuck out.